A man without vision will perish. You're just going to die if you don't have a plan and a vision and a purpose in what you're going to do. And so whether that's real estate, look, we all know people that make lots of money doing lots of things. My experience is that real estate, especially the way Marco does it, none of your own money that's forbidden, is one of the best ways to create wealth. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm in an unusual position. This is like a man sandwich over here. Uh, or boys, we're not sure yet. Uh, don't want to make it creepy. This is quick, actually impromptu podcast episode that we decided to do at the end of my living room table. And I have an event going on right now called Ninja Creative Financing. And I have Brett over here who is all the way from Tampa, which is usually about an hour and a half, but usually three hours now with whatever's going on between Tampa and Orlando. And we have Caleb who uh, we've actually had on the episode on this podcast before. And Frank, of course, Francesco Galuccio, sadly, Gabriel, I could not uh, make it today. He has family in and is in Miami having a lot of fun with his family. So yeah, I have absolutely no idea what we're going to cover other than we're just going to have a candid conversation on they started. Uh, both of them have closed deals. Some have been in the program longer than others, have different strengths, different weaknesses, different fears, different issues. I thought it'd be fun to um, just have a quick conversation. There's the nine to fiver who struggling with really how to go from a nine to five job into entrepreneurship, which I, um, I guess Caleb uh, let me know that it was, it was a problem at one point. And then we have an entrepreneur that's done, you know, things all over and has, has been on, you've been on your own for a while. So you're used to, you know, systems and processes and things just being as they are. So it's very interesting, uh, a completely different dynamic. And I thought there would be a lot of value on uh, sharing some insights. So as a listener, if you're a nine to fiver and you really want to take the leap to have your life back, really, so you can basically say F you to your boss and uh, do the things that you want to do in life. And or, or you're an entrepreneur and you're doing something else, which is what you were doing, but in the real estate field. And how do you make the leap to what I'm doing that's working well to something else that you don't know if it's going to work well or not. So there's a lot of, you know, concern and fear and issues with that. So I just thought it would be cool. Uh, they have no idea what we're going to discuss. I don't have prepared questions at all. Frank, too. Uh, you know, we're all a little hammered. We usually me. don't have any prepared yeah, questions. <laughs> so nothing's different today. Uh, this is, this is true. This is true. So yeah, if you haven't listened to the first 10 episodes, our objective here is to uh, show you how to leverage either asset-based lending or the existing loans that are on, on assets, specifically now with the market really shifting. So taking advantage of loans that don't require your uh, credit or any of your own cash in order to create, which we've been doing for the last three days in Ninja Creative Financing. So I've said enough. I guess, Frank, do you have any... Uh, I'll get you to just roll this out and again... Impromptu, no idea what we're going to talk about, but I think it'll be interesting. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we have uh, Caleb and Brett on the show today, actually, because I was in Caleb's shoes not too long ago. I, I was a nine to fiver. I was uh, from, you know, working federal government for over 25 years and I was stuck in that rat race. And yeah, learning these creative ways, especially this weekend, has been awesome. I, I know you did this year, actually, your first live event in the last three years. Uh, 1964. 1964. So that's a long time, depending on when you're watching this. But anyways, it has been a long time since you have taught Creative Ninja. And for the typical 
person and like I was typical before I met Marco and typical person would only knows one way to do a transaction, which is, you know, seller wants X amount and you go to your bank or your local institution and you get a loan and they say yes or no. Actually, they, they say if you're worthy of the loan and you pay them. That's the extent that I knew how to purchase properties. And especially this weekend, it, it's new material. So it's not what you taught in 1964, four years ago or three years ago, but it's a lot of new material where, you know what, thinking creatively outside your box uh, and the shit that works is like calligraphy. It's a lost art that only a few people do know how to work it, how the mechanics work and all that, what instruments you use. And not only for yourself, it's to serve the seller in the end, because a lot of sellers are going to be in a pickle uh, nowadays because they may have got into a low mortgage or a higher mortgage and they need to get out and, you know, they may need more money than what it's probably worth. The properties are coming down and, you know, everyone's saying no, because they just know that traditional way to buy a property like the bank says no you're you're you know it's worth a million but you're asking for a million or 1.2 we can't help you uh but we can help you if you know if you got the skills that you're teaching during this weekend so i do appreciate you for that i'm always learning uh, i know i've been doing this for seven years now uh but always learning uh and i enjoy it and it got me out of a nine-to-five job and i know you're on your way too caleb you've been in the program for a few years and actually you you hit it off right away uh one deal not, not enough to retire of course but you got a taste of it. So it's like, I don't want to say it's like crap or drugs, but once you get it, you get a little bit of high and you want a little bit more. And I think that's where you're at right now. We want that, that extra push so you can actually, you know, say F you to your, your boss and whoever else. Or I don't know if there's, as long as he's not watching. Well, okay. We're not worshiping. His name's not really Caleb. He's not, but I am John. Yeah. So maybe tell, 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 tell us a little bit about yourself, like, like your journey so far. He's already, uh, if you missed it, uh, I'll uh, throw in which episode he was in. Um, so in the interest of time, because it's already like almost 11 o'clock, we've been doing this all day. And Brett has a, a 9 p.m. going to bedtime, apparently, because, you know, look at the white on his face. You know, he's, he's like Santa Claus. A quick snapshot. And I guess the thing that you're struggling with the most, because for, if someone is listening there and you have a, uh, a job that's physical labor or blue kind of blue collar job, right? And you have a mindset that's very, I guess, something that I haven't had in a while. So you forget what you were sometimes. Like the things that you thought are no longer the things that you think at one point. Mm-hmm. And once your brain expands, it can never go back to where it was. It's like the matrix. It is. And then you realize, well, shit. So, and you're still not out of it. Even though you've closed some transactions, you have Airbnbs, you know, you've bought properties none of your money and you've, you know, done a lot of neat things mm-hmm. and you're on your way there. But can you speak to, I guess, the biggest struggle that you've had over, over some time? Because I think it would be very helpful for other humans to hear. Here's where I'll start is that why do people work nine to five? A, because they don't know how to make money any other way. So people are stuck in a belief that they need to work at a job nine to five to make money, to support their family. And most people, if they get into a good job, they believe that at some point they will be able to retire. And so they look for a pension. They look for an opportunity where they can contribute to a 401k. And whether they know it or not, they're actually building themselves into a position for passive income vis-a-vis the job. But pause. No, just close your mic. So through educating myself vis-a-vis 
Vis-a-vis is very, that's a very advanced word. Podcasts, Since some average blue collar guy, well, uh, ipso facto, I have, ergo, I have been dubbed Caleb W. Wells. Um, the point is, is that whether people know it or not, they're actually putting themselves in a position to hopefully have passive income at one point to retire. And so if you realize that early enough, you can realize that you can circumvent that whole process by increasing your skills in a different way to get passive income to retire. But actually what I want to say real quick before you interject is Brett and I were talking on the way over and I've seen this with people in my life where they retire and they feel potentially, I wouldn't, I don't want to say unuseful, but they lack purpose. So may, instead of retiring, I want to say maybe we purpose. The word retirement means well, to put, be put out of use. I was just going to say that. Webster, uh, uh, you know, if you look at any dictionary. Well, put, what if I have Oxford and not Webster? You can't use that one. Totally Oxford's oh, Oxford. Right. Maybe a Maybe Kaelin has yeah. that. But you know what? But actually, you made a good point. So people work all their life till they get to a certain age, which the government tells you what age you should retire at. Right? And then when you do that, you actually, your lifestyle goes lower because you're not earning as much as you are when you're working. Granted, you are have more expenses when you're working, you're traveling to work and you're putting gas, you're buying food and shit like that, lunch and coffees and whatever. But in the end, you have to live in a certain lifestyle. Yeah. So you work till 65, which I heard rumors are changing it to like 70, which is horrible because some people don't even get to that point. Mm-hmm. I had many colleagues that That's they said funny. they want to travel. They're waiting for retirement to travel to Europe and see Italy and Portugal and whatever. And fuck, they don't make it there. And the ones that do retire, you hear it all the time in the news. When they do retire, they got no meaningful, like they feel the purpose, no purpose, and they die after five years. So you're right. fucked that you're fucked either way. Right. So I think, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective, and I think when you hear people say entrepreneurial, so I, I wasn't a, an entrepreneur on purpose. I just didn't like to be told what to do. And so I figured that out in a job that I figured out pretty quickly that just like the job world wasn't going to work for me because I did not enjoy being told what to do. And a lot of times people tell me what to do. I felt like I knew better than them anyway. And that was a real problem for me. So I was an entrepreneur because it wasn't going to work any other way. And the thing that happened to me that really changed my perspective on success was that I was struggling And somebody that cared for me sat me down and explained this like lifetime line. And basically what they said was most people are on this timeline and and on this journey, there's a kiln and that kiln or that inferno, if you are willing to go through it, it will harden you into a useful vessel, just like clay is basically useless until you turn it into something and then heat it up. And then it becomes useful. And so this guy looks at me and he was a double black belt in daijutsu. Daijutsu is a practice of killing your opponent. Mm -hmm. So he felt pretty secure in just telling me whatever he needed to tell me. And so he said, look, Brett, here's your problem is every time you feel the heat from the inferno, you back away. And I don't know how many more years you're going to spend backing away from the inferno. But the moment you decide to go through the inferno, you're going to be a more useful vessel. Mm-hmm. And that day, mm-hmm. I decided to go through the inferno. 
and I became a more useful vessel and I made more money and I was a better husband and a better dad and all those sorts of things. And so I think we're conditioned to back away from that heat over and over again. And that was just a moment in time where I decided to go through it. And sort of like an impasse, I didn't realize there were other kilns and infernos along the way. So that was one, that was the first one. And then there were others along the way. And getting involved with you, Marco, was another one because I had to say, okay, seven years of doing real estate a certain way, which by the way, created a really good lifestyle for me and my family. One of the you know top guys in that industry, in my area, very well respected, but I had to learn a new language. And at, you know, 47, 48 years old, that's not quite as easy as when you, you know, I was in my twenties and I was eagerly looking for new ways to do things and that sort of stuff. But what I saw was guys like Frank basically doing this the same amount of time as me. I had zero recurring revenue and you had lots. And so I want recurring revenue like I want my next breath. And that was the motivation for me that said, I'm going to submit my ego. I'm going to submit what I think I know to someone, a stranger. Marco was a total stranger to me. I didn't know him. And listen, I think I had enough brain power to figure out like you knew what you were talking about. Like I had met some people along the way in my real estate journey that were very like surface level. And then the moment I would ask like a deeper question. They would change the topic because they, they had no depth. But with you, you know, we sat at that first lunch for, I don't know, almost two hours. And it was like every question had a reasonable answer and a logical answer that I could like, in my mind, I could go, okay, I can see how that might work. And so there was a willingness to learn something new and apply it. And that's what caused me to get involved was that residual component. What was the pain? Uh, you were saying that you were passive income like your last breath. That's a very powerful motivator. A lot of people that I come across, and you've met many of them, some are in the program for a very short period of time, like less than a year, and have added a few million dollars to your net worth and a significant amount of passive income, which if you choose to share, that's fine. If not, that's not the point of this, this at all. It's There are those that hit it out of the gate very quickly and then lose their way or something happens. And then those that go, go, and then, you know, are very focused. You're both humans. You both speak English. You both are very intelligent individuals. Uh, You have access to the exact same resources. Mm -hmm. You participate in the exact same monthly or weekly classes and have access to me in the same way. When you text, I respond, unless it's irritating. And when you text, I respond, right? right? So, and there's this whole team there to support you, but results, there's some people in, in the group that have been, I've seen for five, six years, they have the same information and they're still struggling with step one, which is just get an email out, right? They haven't even done that yet. I can point them out. I don't want to put well, it they, down. They point themselves out by what they say and their behaviors. So I'm going to talk about recurring revenue, recurring Because there, there's, there's definitely a motivator there. People are using running away from something or running towards something, Yes. right? So you're clearly running towards something that you really desire. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not sure what's more powerful, running away from something or running towards something, but either you're running in a direction. Yeah. So if you're not running, you just are fairly comfortable, nothing's going to change. So you had something that happened or something that you saw or something that you desired, a fire in your belly to get there. So I'm just curious about that because I never asked the question. So I was very fortunate over the last seven or eight years to have a friend who has a incredibly high income and it is all recurring income. And we became friends and I got to see firsthand what that meant and what it means. And I got to see what a life looked like of never having to consider the cost of anything. My kid likes this football team. They're playing halfway across the country. We're going. My favorite college teams playing in the this bowl. We're going. That's not a bragging sort of thing. It's just life without compromise and life without having to consider the cost. And that got in me in a way that's kind of hard to describe. And I really wanted it. I was not envious of his life. It was incredibly encouraging. And as I got to know him, I realized he's just a regular dude that woke up every day and applied something over and over and over and over and never cared about the outcome and just kept applying it and applying it. And it created multi-million dollars a year of recurring revenue. Mm -hmm. And boy, like I wanted that so bad. I tried to produce it the way he did and I couldn't, I didn't enjoy that. And I already did real estate. So it was the simplest path for me to stay in something that I already did and just apply it in a different way. That's great. It goes back to what I said earlier is a lot of people only know one way, one strategy to get into real estate. And you did one and you, you did well for yourself, but you wanted that. It didn't give you the residual. So you have to, I don't want to call it, it was like nine to five. It was, you have to work, find a property and then you sold it. Right. So you got that. It was windfall. transactional. Yeah, exactly. So you got that one fault, but if you stop doing that, then if, if Brett goes away for a bit, goes to watch a game and goes, follows the college team or whatever, you're not making any money unless you have a tribe that's actually working for you. But it's almost like a nine to five, but you created your entrepreneur, but you actually created your own job. You were on, you were your own boss. Yep. So no one told you to do, but you had to do it in order to survive. Right. And, so now using a different strategy, which Marco's teaching is, okay, how do I get into the path of cash, which we were talking about before today? How do you get into that and to create that passive income? So yeah, you don't have to worry about, you know, the first of the month is a good day. It's always a good day and it just keeps recycling. So if you, you flourish one month and you know, the next month is going to come back to you again. So that's the freedom that people are looking for. And sadly, a lot of them are not going to reach it. They don't know because they don't have the skill sets. They don't have the knowledge and they don't, you went through that inferno that you were talking about. By the way, I dealt with clay before in my elementary days, and it, it wasn't a useful product at the end of the day when I was, you know, molding clay into a cup. Did you ever play with clay? And- I did. I'm just, I'm just oh, listening. Okay, you're looking at me. No, no, it's just how I look. It was a bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was a sad looking cup. But anyways, I'm glad you shared but, that. But when you went through the, the kiln, it, it was useful. Yes, not the way you to, necessarily to put it together. I'm sure you could, but that's, I'm sure you know, it helped a little bit of water. I added a cup, <laughs> sure. a teacup. But you know, being your own boss is cool, but be careful that you know you're your own boss, but your boss is an asshole. 
Because yeah. you have to do this, you have to do this. Or he's lazy. Or, <laughs> right? And you can't step away from the business because the business owns you. And that's it's the point. Worse that's than, the point. It is worse. It is worse. And in I haven't found an industry where you can actually buy the asset at something that you choose. We choose at what number we can buy something at. We don't have to use our own capital because the capital is available because of the returns of the, the capital. People always want a place to grow their capital, no matter what. And once you understand asset-based lending, then you'll, that'll be very clear. Or there's existing debt, specifically now, if you're listening to this in 2022, the end of it, we're in November, interest rates have gone up significantly. There's a lot of cheap debt on assets that you can learn to take over without credit or using your own cash through strategy. And once you understand how to leverage debt or create debt and specifically get in the flow of the debt, which is what we've been discussing for the last three days at Ninja Creative, you can really completely change the financial path of your family and create the residual income that you've been looking for. Well, and here's the thing. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't know how to create debt or take over debt or do... Well, there was a time in your life when you didn't know how to do anything. Mm -hmm. And you, someone taught it to you or you learned on your own. And, you know, so the analogy that hits home, I think, is like you're a toddler and you stand up to walk and you fall over. It's not like, all right, that's it. You're not going to walk like you fell over. No, you just natural human instinct is to get up again. Right. So some things we teach ourselves, some things we're taught by others. I wasn't like born understanding these things. I just chose to listen and I don't always listen very well. And sometimes my ego creeps in and those sorts of things. And that's just a journey, right? Nobody's perfect. You just go through the journey. I think being open to considering ways. And what I would really say is this is that if you don't make the amount of money you want to make, and if you don't have a clear path, to getting to the freedom you want or to the income you want, then what is your freaking plan? Because you're only going to be here so long and then it's over. And so if you don't have, a, if you don't like where you are and you don't have a plan, then you need to find someone who takes enough interest in you to help you come up with a plan and execute a plan. Because if that's not what you're going to do, then I would just love to hear what the alternative is because there is no alternative. So you're going to listen to somebody else. You're going to go to college. You're going to get a degree. You're going to do that somewhere in your life. You're going to listen. But if you're in a place where it's like, I don't make enough and I've been there, I've been totally broke and telling my wife, you can't go to the grocery store today. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't go. Because we went bust in real estate in 2008. I had to make some really difficult decisions. And so I know that feeling. And I know that feeling of knowing like my plan sucks. And I know what it's like to like have to humble yourself to go ask for help or get involved in something else. But if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Because if you don't have a plan, then all you're doing is just burning daylight. And you only have so much time. That's very insightful. You're a lot wiser than you look, man. That's really good stuff. And something that you said earlier, Caleb, I uh, want to circle back to is that, you know, people do think that they're planning for retirement. They're putting money aside, money aside, 401k, all these things to eventually build passive income, right? So you're actually buying into passive income. You're actually paying for using your own money 
your own time, you're mortgaging your time and your money to eventually maybe retire with enough money to give you a lifestyle that is just possibly above the poverty line. Because if you actually look at how inflation is going and how much money you're going to be making, and I know you know that Social Security and the government is absolutely going to take care of you in your old age because they really care about you. And, you know, this is, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch. It's just the numbers don't lie. And most people that I interact with will die well after they've run out of money. They'll run out of money before they run out of life. And if I had met some of those people five years before, they'd have more money going into their account every single day, just like you do at this, at this point. When you go to sleep, when you wake up, there is more money in your account than there was the day before, as you as well, and as me as well. And as that pot keeps building, you realize, well, I want to do something with joy and purpose in my life. And if you don't have purpose, you're basically, you're already dead, but nobody knows it yet, including yourself. And you have no joy. I spoke to someone earlier before we started this. I was at a friend's party and his wife is pregnant. And I, and I asked him, what brings you joy? And he's like, well, I want to make the most amount of money with the least amount of effort. I'm like, so if you had all the money in the world, would that be your same answer? He says, absolutely not. I want to help and empower people to be the best that they can be. I'm like, well, that's cool. So what's stopping you from doing that? And he just looked at me and that was the end of the conversation. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, what I was going to say is to Brett's, you, that was a good bridge. Two parts. Yeah. Part two. People's vision, whether they know it or not, they have a vision and it may be a bleak vision or it may be a foggy vision, but they think if I do this for 20 years, 30 years, I will be happy when I'm 65. If I continue to go to this job every day, I'll be safe. If I wake up every morning and put the boots on, everything will be okay. If I wholesale hundred houses a month, year, everything will be okay. But at some point you're going to get rattled because you're, nobody can ever see everything in the periphery. There's no, nobody has a crystal ball and your vision sometimes creates your beliefs, right? Or basically it does. When, so when we're talking to sellers and they say, I need a million dollars, they have a vision or a belief that they need that amount of money to get to their goal. And then we start peeling back the onion and they need, they want an RV. They want a house in the Caribbean. They have an $800,000 tax burden. All these things that Marcos taught us. And so distilling all that into my perspective, it's helped me to see, see through the fog and be like, what are my actual beliefs and what's my vision? What, what's clouding my vision, my beliefs? And so how can I effectively communicate better? with what I, in my, from my personal experience with a seller or an agent to get through to that veil, that fog, to really understand what that person needs, whether it's on a real estate deal or in real life. And well, once you get to that, then you can get to real issue. The right? thing is this, Caleb, is that, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, government schools don't teach what you just talked about, right? So, my kids don't need to know what color George Washington's white horse was. They don't need to remember what the year of the War of 1812 was. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great, but here's the thing. Like, you said some stuff that 
if we taught children and even adults more about those things, their lives would be much better off. So a man without vision will perish. You're just going to die if you don't have a plan and a vision and a purpose in what you're going to do. And so whether that's real estate, look, we all know people that make lots of money doing lots of things. My experience is that real estate, especially the way Marco does it, none of your own money, it's forbidden, is one of the best ways to create wealth. And in 11 months, if I never did another thing, what Marco taught me created a tremendous amount, millions of dollars of wealth in my life, in addition to more monthly income. This is one thing that we did. More monthly income than most people make in a job like their whole life. And so I had to learn some things. I had to apply some new skills. I had to mess it up and I messed it up. But, but having been through that kiln a few times, it was okay. I knew that like messing it up was actually part of the process and it wasn't that big of a deal as long as you don't let your ego get in the way. Well, and in, in the, your, the one deal that you did have done so far with Marco, you actually increased the employment in that place. You've created more opportunities for people to, we're not going to disclose where it is, but I'm assuming there's people coming through that area that need a place to Better use. place to live. Yep. So, and then the title company and the agent, like all you know, the people well, we did, and all which those things. We decided, I didn't tell you this, but so Jared and I decided that we were going to pick a, like a nonprofit in the, every town that we buy in. And we would multiply some number by the number of doors we have and give. And so there we picked a, uh, a crisis pregnancy center. So we have 60 doors there. And I forgot what the exact number was, the dollars per door, but we wrote them a letter and sent them a check because they like, you know, they take care of these mom, these girls who are pregnant and they come in and they need all this help counseling and they need stuff like they need diapers and this and that. So we're going to do that everywhere we go just as a way to give back to these communities so that, you know, we, I didn't want to be a guy that lives in one place and like invests in this other place and doesn't sort of get involved in that community at Best I could. I don't want to go there. I don't want to manage it. I don't want to do all those things. But how can we just give a little so that we're a bigger piece of that community than just we own this thing on this corner and we rake money out of that community every month? And so, yeah, I don't think I told you that. No, you didn't. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. So we gave to give, right? We helped the seller. You don't manage this hotel at all because if you did, it would be right under the ground already. Do you need management experience? You pulled a hundred and almost two mid one hundreds out of the deal the day you closed. Most people bring money to closing. Both of you pulled money out in your deals, mm-hmm. right? So, a person that's in their car right now, going to their job, they've been doing it a long time. They haven't even saved for retirement because most people don't. And they, you want something so bad, but. You just can't figure out what's one thing that I need to do to change something today. If you could give someone that advice, I'll start with Caleb. Because the advice I give, not everyone takes. Mm -hmm. Because obviously Marco's, he's up to no good. 
but you've been with me for the long, well, you've been with me the longest, but you know where my heart and my intention and you know my desire to have people really succeed. I lead by example. And that's for the listener to, to decide for themselves. But I really would like, the reason we're doing this to begin with, and it's running quite long, is it was the one thing that if you could say to somebody, if you could whisper in their ear some sort of wisdom that would completely change their direction, because all you need is, you know, the butterfly effect. The one thing that completely changes everything, what would that be? That's a tall ask. You want me to go first? No, I think tough love. I would say you're your worst own enemy. I would say if you're a worker bee, like many, you don't know what you don't know. And very likely you probably are doubting yourself in the fact that you can do way more than you think you can. And we need everybody to work and we need all everybody to do their job. But at the same time, that's your, you not, you are not your job. You are so much more than that. Go ahead, Marco. Yeah. Don't confuse your career with your life. Yeah, for sure. I don't have the skills. I don't have the intelligence. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I had this happen to me. I'm not good enough. That recurring pattern is, and there's something that you said to me that is still impacting me and I'm still thinking it through is as a worker, you're used to being told what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you have to start telling others, this is what you have to do. There's this bridge of, I don't understand how to be in control. I don't deserve to be in power. I don't understand. And which it shows your heart that you don't want to be because some people I can't wait to be vicious with other people. And I'm not looking at you for that reason at all because you're not a vicious person at all. There's a switch that can be flipped that some people just find very difficult. And I don't know if that's needs to be talked about or not, but you said that and it was like, a, it hit me like a ton of bricks and like, what exercises, what things can I do to help people with that? Those, what he described actually, so I was just going to mm-hmm. chime in here, it is your internal beliefs. So everyone's got internal beliefs that they can't do certain things and they got external beliefs that are obstacles to them. Like I can't duplicate what Brett did or what Marco did. I can't be like Marco or, or Caleb or whatever, or, or even myself for that. And I had those beliefs. And one thing I would, I would, any piece of advice is, listen, when you're driving to work and some of you drive, and I've done this, I've done it for 25 years. Some of you are driving to work without consciously knowing the roads you're going down. You're just in a pattern. You're stuck in that. I'm sure you guys went to work. You're like, how the fuck did I get here? I don't remember the light. <laughs> I don't remember going turning left here, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's your conscious because you're doing it. You're in that pattern. So the only advice I give you is if you're tired of that pattern, and I know many of you guys are especially if you've been at a job for 15, 20 years, and now you're at that pivotal point is like, do I go for the home stretch to go for this fictitious retirement where you think the government's going to take care of you? Or even if you have a private pension with your company, it's still a lower amount that you're earning now. So just understand that. And people are living longer, you know, with technology, which is great. Just so if there's one thing you're going to do, if you're in that pattern to break that pattern is change your belief, change your mindset. And it could be just one thing and change your results. So change your, your mindset to change your results and you can, can still work where you're working at, but start doing something else. And it may not even be real estate. We just find that real estate is a great vehicle. And some people don't, like my wife didn't like real estate. Mm-hmm. She goes, I hate real estate, but it gave her the vehicle right now. Oh, well, you don't like it either. You like I don't teaching. like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't 
give a shit about real estate. Yeah. I give a shit about people. There you go. So you teach you because you want to serve people. I, I'm a creator and I enjoy creating solutions for people. There you go. And I serve people. People live or own the building. And I communicate with people that allow a deal to be struck that serves them and happens to make millions at the same time. But, but I'm serving people. But exactly, you're serving people. So real estate, even for my wife, she didn't like it. But now that we got the passive income, she's doing what she wants. She's kind of branched off. She wants to do, she's still somewhat in real estate. She's doing interior decorating. She collects popsicles. Yeah, whatever she wants to do. So it's that vehicle, once you're comfortable and you get that passive income, do what you love or do nothing. I guess you can wake up, scratch your behind and go back to bed if you really want to or go golfing or tour and you know follow your favorite team. So the thing is just change one behavior. It's right. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while. But it's okay. You can go ahead. That, that's a great. That real quick, Brent, let me just do it. <laughs> no, but like what, but what, Brent, what Frank just said is change one behavior at a time. And Marco says it all the time. So what I was just going to say real quick is that if you're just to say you have no passive income, it doesn't matter if you're a worker, be entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Tackle. If you're a homeowner, for instance, figure out a way to set up some passive income to pay your property taxes or your electric. Like start with a small, just start with one bill, whether it's your cell phone bill or just whatever. Say, hey, I need another. I want to figure out a way to get a hundred bucks a month to pay something. Turo your car. Did you say total to my car? No, turo. Oh, it's okay. like a that's way. It's a way to turo. Turo is turl a way to car. rent your car to people. Yes. I know. Okay. It was a joke. Forget that joke. Clear that up. Whatever. So my, point is, what that my point is, is that you do one thing at a time. And so if you want to replace a $10,000 a month income, that's a big thing. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Heard that today. Like Frank. I mean, so, Brett, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So it's the person driving down the road. Yes. And in automatic mode. What do you do? Right. And, so yeah, I'm going to say a couple of things. One is that you were not born with a self-image. Someone gave it to you. A little baby does not have a self-image. And so the things that you think about yourself, the limiting beliefs that you have were given to you. And they were mostly given to you by people who loved you or love you. Mom, dad, grandparents, school teachers, they cared, but they gave you a self-image and they gave you little Johnny talks too much in class or this and that. And and so you have all these shit that you carry around with you. I'm going to tell you that whatever you believe about a creator, he didn't make you that way. And so you're not supposed to go from struggle to struggle. That's not the way life is supposed to be. So if you look out in nature, nothing struggles. Everything is in complete abundance. Are there 10 leaves on the tree? Are there 10 million leaves? They're uncountable. Does your lawn have like seven blades of grass or does it have millions and they're all over the place? So, and you can give lots of examples on that, but then you, Mr. Human, God's highest creation, you decide, oh, I'm here to struggle. Mm -hmm. Like if you think that's your purpose, you are just living within your own limiting beliefs. And so, you're actually here to live in total and complete abundance with no worries, not just health. I mean, not just finances, but health and everything else. So you're in the matrix and you need to get out of it. And, you know, the people that are supposed to know what that means will know what that means in this case. Some people think I'm you know, making a movie reference, but the way you get out of that is by what Caleb said, you take 
a step. And I, you know, if you got involved with this or anything else, I'd love to see people win because I love to see people get out of their own way. Whether it's my kids who didn't think they could run that fast, but they did, or somebody who didn't think they could do something and they accomplished it. <clears throat> what I tell my kids is I don't care about what place or how many points or any of that. I want you to experience life at this, like you gave it your all max. Just see what that feels like. If you don't like it, you can go back to doing nothing, but you're going to love what life feels like in a maximum capacity, doing your best, living in abundance. And so whatever that is, take that first step. If it's real estate, if it's with Marco, if it's something you've been thinking about, take the step because without it, and it's just one thing at a time until you get it figured out. If you try to map it all out and look at it all, it will become so overwhelming. Think about your job. If they tried to teach you every single thing on day one, you'd mess it all up. You learned along the way and you can learn while you earn in the real estate business, especially here, because you're going to get a ton of help. And so that's what I say to the guy driving that way or the guy. Embrace the struggle too. The struggle is how you get there. That was really good. I really don't know how to end it other than that's that's the best ending we can end it with. be a tree. Yeah, that was deep. You that was really you deep. Thanks for sharing. No, it was deep. The answer to that is want to be a tree. I don't know. A tree with an abundance of leaves. Like, like I don't know. But I don't know what if this like is you a have, tree. Where like you have wood I want to be a tree. I want to be an evergreen tree. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just made it creepy. But yeah, that was extremely impactful, right? It really was. Um, I'm going to have to re-listen to what you just said because that was really, really, really good. I am uh, very pleased that you're part of the tribe, as you are, Caleb, as well. And your uh, struggles and your uh, dreams and your hopes and your mistakes that we celebrate every single time, because that is, I think, very important that mm -hmm. to mention. I might talk about this in the middle because I want to end with what you just ended with, that you need to celebrate your mistakes and be, you know, that it's okay to make mistakes and nothing that you have ever done has ever been perfect, ever been perfect. And uh, there's no such thing as perfection. You know, it's, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Frank, we all know it's not perfect. And there's no such thing. And we're a tribe of humans that are proud of our successes. And I want Frank to make an extra $5 million this month, or I want, Brett to make an extra 10 and I want you to buy the mansion on the water so you can take care of your wife and your kids and, and just, you know, have the life of your dreams because it's your God given right in my belief to have abundance, to, to have everything that you desire via helping people. These I be helping. Well, I don't think I say that way, but uh, really through helping other humans, because at the end of the day, it's about giving to give. It's about, taking over something that is not a joy for the owner, that is a burden for the owner, and that with the skill sets that you learn to really take those over. But you can't help others until you help yourself. You need to put the you have oxygen mask on, on first. yourself. Yes, you have to learn how to help others. You basically have to learn how to learn how to save others that are drowning without drowning yourself. That's kind of the, the big picture. So I uh, appreciate you both. The level of gratitude I have is beyond measure. If there was a Same. fancy word that I would able, I would use, I would use it, but I don't want to be funny. I, I just, I'm sincerely appreciative of all of you 
uh, investing the time. You know, we're almost the next day and you guys have been awesome all day. And I appreciate you so very much. You inspire myself, the tribe, and I'm just really honored to be working with you and grateful that you're both in my life. Three of you are in my mm-hmm. life, really, because uh, you're only as as good as those that you surround yourself with. And uh, I'm blessed to be here and I appreciate you. And as a listener, I hope you got something out of this. I certainly did. And I think that anyone listening to this, if you don't get something out of it, just keep doing what you're doing, I guess. And uh, good luck to you. And I mean that not in a facetious way, but I really seeing the light at one point as, as to what your potential is really a wonderful thing and then working towards that. So once again, guys, I appreciate you. Like us, love us, share us, and uh, share as much as you can. Uh, and there is abundance and uh, we want you to have it. And I'm looking forward to, to hearing about your success and seeing your success and us meeting again more often and uh, mm-hmm. shooting the shit and having a good time and creating a world of abundance abundance, and really serving as many humans as possible at the same time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm